Yeah, I mean, essentially, start. I was just kind of going to make a little bit of commentary about how I bought Dogecoin. How much did you buy? Like, I bought 150 US. Okay, wow. So, I mean, it's, you know... Decent, because what, what was the price of Doge? Uh, I bought it at, like, high 6 or 0. 0.06. So, um, I'm, like, right now sitting at the margin. Mm. Um, and, uh, but it, it did go up, and it almost hit 10 cents almost hit a dime and yeah i was up like 20 bucks which is pretty sweet but i mean if it hits a dollar i think i'm gonna make like two grand which that's insane i mean who knows i've heard speculation that it could get up to ten dollars yeah i mean to be honest that there's a whole subreddit group but do you have it in a wallet yeah so essentially because my understanding with crypto is if you're if you have your money in your wallet it kind of defeats the purpose of a cryptocurrency because you're using a third-party vendor such such as a bank yeah Uh, okay so no essentially how it works yeah you're you're using a wallet so a digital wallet yeah and there's various providers yes um for that wallet but every one of those providers in a sense is like a bank because it's an institution that is intermediating between you and the the currency itself. So the understanding I have of crypto is that you can also download your cryptocurrency bit doge or bitcoin onto like a hard drive. Yeah, so from my understanding But then it's hackable? No, no, yeah. So from my understanding, I mean, you're going to have a unique identifier, a unique code for your wallet, and that is essentially mm-hmm. your key. Right. for your 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 cryptocurrency wallet, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, people I mean, people say and and you should, you should have it um backed up on multiple drives. I mean, you could even go so far as to have it at another friend's house. Right. So okay. like th- there's a key. So that they can just steal your money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They can just steal your money. They're like, fuck yeah, I got a, I got a bill in Bitcoin now. Nice. Yeah. Um, no, but um, yeah, no, you, the idea is like to be super safe because I mean, there's horror stories where people forget their, their passwords and lose literally millions of dollars. Like, I mean, there was one uh, article that came out and it was like this guy, he bought Bitcoin way back in the day when it was like, you know, under, I think it was like under hundred. So he had a quite a bit. Like he, right. he, yeah. he was looking at a two hundred and twenty million dollar wallet. Is this the guy that lost his wallet in, in, like he threw away the hard drive and it's in the dump and he was trying to offer people millions of dollars to excavate the dump with him to find his hard drive for Bitcoin? Did you hear about that? I mean, I'm I would not be surprised if that was a real thing. But also, that was an episode on Silicon Valley, HBO's Silicon Valley, where. <laughs> Okay, so maybe I just got fucking <laughs> onion by something. It might have been, it might have been, uh, you know, referencing. So essentially, the scene in Silicon Valley is there's this douchebag uh, venture capitalist in Silicon Valley, and he has a fuckload in Bitcoin, and then yeah, loses the hard drive, and yeah, pays uh, immigrants to search through a through a, <laughs> through a dump to find it, and then they finds it. <laughs> okay, well maybe this is actually real because I think it's in the UK, and I want to okay. say. That it was an article from, you know, before 2015. It makes sense. That's why you keep it at a friend's house. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so if you throw it out, you have a backup. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, these wallets, yeah, you're, you're relying on literally one string of letters and numbers, um, which can separate you from changing your life to, 
losing it all, which is kind of crazy. I mean, there's no help phone for fucking buying cryptocurrency. Like it's all on you. So there's this barrier to entrance. A hundred percent for crypto. You need to have a very high level of um, technology, technological understanding and competence to be able to even buy Bitcoin. Yeah, I mean, I think to a degree, like, I think to be honest... Or crypto in general. Yeah, I, I think to be honest, I mean, when you really look at... I mean, it's no different than managing your bank account. I mean, managing a bank account through online banking can be intimidating at some times, right? If you're trying yeah, to... Yeah, but you can go into an institution and ask for help. For, for sure, for sit sure. sit down with an advisor. You can't really do that with Bitcoin. No, you? but your help desk is Reddit. Uh, your help desk is online articles and blogs, um, I mean, it's not the same. You can't scream at them. Or, I mean, you can, oh, you but they can. won't respond. You can. <laughs> Honestly, maybe the Reddit forums are more helpful, like... Yeah. Compared com- compared to some financial advisors. Like, a few times I've met with financial advisors, and I feel like I just wasted mm-hmm. an hour of my life. No, that's actually a good point. Reddit, actually, in a lot of respects, if you're in the right subreddit, they're very helpful. And hashtag, like, Wall, hashtag Wall Street bets. Hashtag Wall Street bets. Yeah, so that that subreddit has exploded to um, being the number one on Reddit for the long for the longest time when the whole GameStop uh, short squeeze was going on. Right. Um, so it it is the biggest thread then on reddit i by by users or by post i i believe it is the biggest um by post or sorry uh, by activity on it okay i believe um i i think there's different ways of measuring it like you know most registered users in a week like i know dogecoin mm. for example that's a subreddit again that's a cryptocurrency based off of the dog meme you know that that subreddit group grew to a million uh members and I saw that in the number one position. So to the fucking moon, to the fucking moon. We're taking rocket ships. We're going to land on the moon and then we're all going to dance and party. And then we're going to go to fucking Mars. And uh, is Elon building you the rocket ship to get there or? Yeah, yeah he's going to be on the ship with us. Yeah. Um, or are so are you going SpaceX to get there or Blue Origin? We're definitely going SpaceX. Fuck Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Fuck Jeff Bezos. That guy can go. Fuck. Yeah. He's he's stepping down. No, he's stepping down as the CEOs of Amazon. I mean, yeah, but also before before we take that as a negative, remember that Bill Gates got richer when he stepped down as the CEO of Microsoft. I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. There you go. I'm, I mean, yeah. There's probably a lot tying you down to uh, managing a mat like you know a billion, 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 trillion dollar uh, company in a lot of respects, and like being the primary online carrier for goods and services so um but no i I mean going back to doge um and cryptocurrency in general i recently took a position in doge and um i mean i have to say i'm no financial advisor but i can say that there is unlimited upside and very uh you know limited risk in this investment i have to say that being said, limited r- risk in what sense? The fact that it, it's a very low cost. So, you know, if you throw a hundred bucks in there and you are assuming that you're losing it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm kind of under the assumption that everyone that is in the stock market is it is adult gambling. So, I mean, in it a is. lot of ways, the Dogecoin. Uh, in, unless you're rich enough to just manipulate the market so that you can control it. Yeah. It, yeah. Which, unfortunately, I don't have a seat at that table. So. No. 
Yeah. We're, we're working our way up there. We're getting there. No, that yeah, we are. Um, what Jeff Bezos had to get in there. It's all, <laughs> yeah, all good. Exactly. It's all yeah. it takes, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd be down to become his like personal assistant just to shave his head. Just to get a seat at that table. How much do you think he pays to get his head shaved? Do you think he does it himself? Or do you think he pays an absorbent amount to get his head shaved by somebody? Um... I mean, I think to be honest, before he had an ex-wife, he was paying his 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 girlfriend to. Do oh, that, that was his excuse to go fuck around with yeah, the mistress. Is get his go get his head nice and shaved, and, and that's why he kept it shaved because it was frequent, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. All polished up, it looked nice. Oh yeah, he probably gets the you know the floor waxer that they had at, uh, <laughs> when you're in an elementary school, and there's a janitor that hates his life, and he's polishing the floor and picking up shit. <laughs> that's that same wax guy polishing bezos's head <laughs> much much happier yeah i mean you know he's got a breath of products i'm sure to make sure that is the brightest fucking head in this goddamn world jeff bezos oh yeah it, it could probably produce solar power by how much fucking glare <laughs> yeah. comes off that bad boy yeah yeah he's walking out to california into a concentrated solar farm and he's just like pointing his head just Voot. That's how you power the Amazon Web Services, people. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that's all it takes. A couple bald white boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, but I mean, no, this is a fun conversation about cryptocurrency. And, um, you know, I, 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 it's interesting. Like, I'd be curious your take on how it compares to just general fiat currencies. And do we see it maybe um, stepping into the day-to-day lives of people? Uh, well... Elon Musk, now richer than Jeff Bezos, and also much more fucking clinically insane. Uh, in a good way, though. In, <laughs> in a way. In kind of like a self well, not, no, like in a, in a um, um, kind of a sci-fi freaky way. He lives in an alternative reality, like most billionaires. Yeah. Um, but he just bought $1.5 billion in, well, he didn't, uh, Tesla just bought $1.5 billion in Bitcoin and he's been promoting Doge quite a bit as well. Um, so it's, it is pretty interesting to see, um, Tesla and then other companies like mass mutual and some other large corporations. Mass mutual is a massive insurance company in the U S 156 years old. Mm. Um, so these companies are starting to buy cryptocurrency as like an asset. That's interesting. So Sorry, just that insurance company. That's just such an off, for me. That seems like an offside purchase by, especially a long-standing insurance company. I mean, it's obvious that they see the the value in it. I mean, especially from kind of a hardened, I would imagine, like kind of a hardened business-minded, value-focused uh, company. And now they're seeing Bitcoin as being potentially a new asset. Yeah, exactly. Just, uh, very interesting. Well, I mean, the idea is that crypto is an asset, kind of like gold. So, uh, Bitcoin, for example, has a limited amount there. It's infinitely divisible. So I guess it's infinitely divisible. Therefore it is kind of able to expand and Mm -hmm. more people can have access to it. And that will change the cost of things. Uh, if it gets used as a currency rather than in an asset, but even gold in theory, Elon Musk gets on his little new spaceship, goes out in space, finds more gold, it, you know, we, or we find more gold deposits. It's, it is not a set amount comparatively. So that does make Bitcoin attractive. Yeah. It makes it attractive. Um, it, it, the volatility of it too, I think makes it really attractive for, um, 
well, for one, billionaires with lots of money to pump into it, but also mm. just for, you know, I, I would say maybe the above average, like general investor, you know, at home investor, I'd like to call them to sort of capitalize on, uh, on, on its volatility. Like, you know, if, if you're keen on the subject and you got like 50 K sitting around and you just kind of, like I'm saying, yeah, you're a well-off person. You got 50 K and you just kind of want to throw it in there just to see how it does. Right. I mean, you could, you can see some pretty, pretty good returns. I mean, thousands of dollars worth of volatility, um, over short periods of time. Right. Uh, I mean, also it's more of a long-term events in investment, really. I don't, yeah. I don't think many people are going out there and buying crypto and then flipping it and then pulling their money out of crypto and reinvesting their money in a currency like the U.S. dollar. No, no, for sure. No, I mean, these, yeah. these. I, I think these institutional companies, these big corporations, they're buying it as an asset because they see that in the future it could be um potentially a currency potentially an asset i guess it'll take a while to understand how that's really going to play out depending on who adapts it mm -hmm. um what kind of regulation it sees also if sovereign wealth funds start investing in it right so yeah. say a country in africa no longer wants to be dependent on you know a currency like the u.s dollar is the as the global kind of backed currency they can just decide to put all their money into crypto right so mm -hmm. if that starts happening i think it'll, it'll change the game a lot as well so there's a lot of little things that's just going to take time but the general consensus and this seems to be from people who are pro crypto is that bitcoin itself could get up to a hundred thousand dollars per bitcoin in the next i have heard that in the next five or so years yeah i have heard that yeah um but on in that time who knows it could also go back down to two thousand dollars and then jump up to sixty thousand dollars uh people have seen we've seen the bitcoin price drop thousands of dollars in a day yeah and this just comes back to the fact that we have to remember if you're investing money all of your money and expecting that to be a return you're a fucking idiot you should only invest yeah. what you're able to lose, which makes it hard to invest in, in crypto that costs $44,000 per Bitcoin if you want to make real money doing it. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's a great point. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, it definitely goes back to, you know, regardless if a uh, stock or a cryptocurrency has high volatility and you can see, uh, you know, big capital gains uh, in a short amount of time, you do have to think about, yeah, is this worth a long-term investment? I mean, that's not how wealth is generated by making these sort of short-term um, little picks of the market. I mean, yeah, it's a way to generate income and wealth, but I mean, long-term wealth is is investing in assets you see growing to to a number that we couldn't even imagine the market reflects. So Bitcoin being a good example, because like, holy fuck, $100,000 for one Bitcoin? That's crazy to think about where it is now. But it is also not, you know, not that surprising maybe to see yeah, and, um, and remember that, oh, great, you can afford to buy three Bitcoin and you've gone from an investment of $150,000 and now, you know, you have, you've made a profit of $150,000. If you live in Vancouver, that's like a down payment on a fucking house. Yeah, that's still life-changing money. Life-changing, but it's chump change. Yeah, I, it, I see. Yeah, like, yeah. When, when Tesla decides they're buying $1.5 billion 
in Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. What what does this mean to the average retail <laughs> trader? Like the people, this isn't GameStop. This isn't a, a $2 <laughs> stock, stick it to a couple of hedge funds. Mm -hmm. This this isn't going to be a pl place where people are going to make money like that. This is a long-term asset investment like gold. You're yeah. not going to flip the Bitcoin stock and, and make make some money, but I, I quick, mean, short term. No, I get it, but I, I'm always I'm always having kind of trouble. And like I would like to consider myself somewhat of you know an advocate for cryptocurrencies and seeing. I mean, considering my substantial position in Dogecoin, um, I'm I'm an advocate. But I, I just don't really see how do you see it translating into like day-to-day -day commerce like day-to-day -day transactions i just i mean yeah i see it as an as an asset but an asset of what like this is where i sort of draw this is where i kind of get a little confused an asset of what it's like yeah we have a lot of rich people who think this is going to do really well but yeah it's not integrated in visa it's not integrated in mastercard it's not integrated into these rails of um of commerce and you know. i believe paypal and visa are both investing in bitcoin oh okay or gonna allow I didn't know that. or i could be wrong if you're taking financial advice from us like the people who put all of their <laughs> life savings into stocks you're a fucking idiot yeah. we've, we're, we're we're spewing bullshit on the airwaves here mm -hmm. um so i think visa and, and paypal are looking into either investing in it or allowing it as um a currency that you can pay with yeah okay on their services so there's that but I mean, if we're gold seems to be the main comparison, um, the fuck do you do with gold? Yeah. What real? Understandably, there's some use for it in electronics. Yeah, I mean, there's jewelry. There's some things like that. Industries that need it. Sure, but the people who are buying gold as an asset and lock it away in a fucking cave. Yeah, get out of the 1950s, you fucking crab. <laughs> but I, uh, the same thing you're doing with bitcoin no right? that's what's giving it value is people true. think that it has value that's true just like any uh, currency any asset the only reason yeah. it has value because if if we're basing it on uh tangible value we'd all be trading vodka and liquor because that's the only thing that really matters yeah no get <laughs> boozed up so you can forget about your shitty job yeah. and the fact that they closed down trading when you tried to stick it to the man and guess what go grab a bottle of kettle wand or russian standard anything under 25 dollars because that's all you can afford you fucking peasant go get drunk and forget about it because you're not gonna win this battle that's how it is <laughs> You're not gonna become a fucking millionaire trading Bitcoin. Just get that through your goddamn mind. Um, I, <laughs> uh, no, this is the reality that I think a lot of people get sucked, uh, you know, out of. Like they're they're kind of reasonable, and then they get sucked into this, and they're like, "Holy fucking shit! I found a gold mine. I don't want to. I have. I, 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 you know, I have a fear of missing out. Right? That FOMO. Yeah. I'm gonna guess get what? In. If it's being talked about on the internet and you have a fear of missing out, you already fucking missed out, dude. Exactly. A great example is there's plenty of subreddits that are like focused on penny stocks trading, and uh, yeah, essentially. So that being like buying stocks sort of under a dollar, maybe under five, depending on what the company is, and yeah, dumping x amount of dollars into it and trying to see you know 20 30 maybe 300 percent increase over a month or a year or something like that kind of short-term investments but anyways it's crazy because smaller return but lower risk yeah well i mean well yeah depending on how much money you put into it right, it, right. it's it's more goes to the gambling so you're taking the gambling risk you're right. not you're not but anyways um that's why i encourage you to just get a visa card <laughs> Take the cash out on your Visa card 
and then put that into penny stocks. <laughs> then declare bankruptcy. Yeah. And and pay and credit card interest while you're <laughs> No, you you just go bankrupt and yeah. then they can't just abolish come get you. No, yeah. that's true. I mean what, you got seven years to clear your credit score or something like that? Something like that. Yeah. Just go smoke crack for seven years. It'll give you some perspective on life. Yeah, I don't know. You'd become a pretty fucking interesting person after seven years of smoking crack. Holy shit, you'd have some crazy stories. Yeah, you'd probably have no teeth either, but... That's true, yeah. People probably wouldn't want to hang out with you there very much. Or they, maybe they would. Maybe you'd become a cooler person. Maybe you're already a piece of shit that people don't find fun. <laughs> yeah, it's very possible. Go I smoke mean... crack. No, um... <laughs> crack and booze. That's all you have to look forward to in your life. Crack and booze. Yeah um oh i was gonna say something on that what the crack conversation always deters my brain just gets gets you distracted real quick it you just, cracked <laughs> you're just fiending for a fix and you can't remember what you're talking about with the doge yeah the doge um well no speaking of crack um i yeah we've uh, we've seen like i've seen like two or three videos get sent to me of people on the bus we're, we're coming out of vancouver bc so i mean there's there's a bit of a there's a a little bit of a drug epidemic here. There's a drug epidemic. There's a drug. Uh, kill, in 2020, the drug overdoses killed more people than COVID-19 did. So yes. we really have two pandemics going on at the same time. And the funny thing is, is the drug pandemic has been going on for years and no one has figured out how to figure this shit out. Uh, except, uh, so... Um, we don't really have anything to look forward to in, ter in terms of the COVID pandemic, if, if this is any example of it. Um, but it's, it's going to go on for decades. Yeah. There's going to be new drugs, new variants that come out. We're already seeing it. COVID and crack, pretty much the same thing. <laughs> um, yeah. And you really have nothing to look forward to. So once again, go smoke crack, go yeah. get a drink, and just <laughs> wait to die. Yeah. I, I, it always gets worse, right? It does always get it always worse. gets worse, folks. No, but I was going to say, I got video sent to me of people smoking crack on a bus, in a fucking public transit bus, smoking crack, blowing the smoke out, not even not even keeping it in so you kind of like ghost the, you know, exhale. Full crack smoke cloud exhaled into a, into a publicly used bus. So that, let this tangent be an example of what your life will look like if you spend all your fucking life savings and your TFSAs on Bitcoin, all right? People, take take this fucking shit with a grain of salt and don't destroy your lives. Don't remortgage your house. Uh, don't take out some credit card debt and ride this wave. Uh, you know, don't be like me and spend 150 US on Doge uh, that you'll probably never see back. But if I do see it back, I'll be fucking rich and I don't give a shit. And so. fuck you, you peasant. Yeah, I'll be laughing. <laughs> Um, so that's the risk that I'm willing to take because I'm a bit of a risk taker. You know, if anyone knows me, I'm a risk taker. Big <laughs> risk, <laughs> Bradley. Big, big risk taker. Oh my God. Yeah, no, this has been a, no, I think if there's one good positive that this whole thing has done, I think it's maybe up the financial literacy of people. Like people are a little bit more aware of, you know, their finances or maybe the opportunities out there, like long-term investments, you know, in different, uh, index funds or, or companies and would you say that that really started with wall street bets yeah no i i mean i think in a lot of ways i, I think a lot of the subreddits that focus on uh, personal finance or stock trading or investing they've seen huge membership member growth um and definitely as a result of wall street bets of people sort of living out of fantasy in their in their mind right if i could get on the next one right, right. do you think that 
the Wall Street bets phenomenon was more driven by people's potential to make money in the stock market, or was it purely driven by people feeling that they had the opportunity to really stick it to hedge funds and really stick it to Wall Street, who they feel that have consistently fucked them over since 2008. Well, obviously before 2008, but really, you know, culminating in 2008, Mm -hmm. that financial crisis, Mm -hmm. and then the following European debt crisis. So do you think it was people seeing some hope in being able to make money in the financial system or just a massive fuck you to the financial Mm -hmm, system? mm -hmm. Yeah, I think before... I answer, we, we should definitely explain what the whole situation was, why we could stick it to... Yeah, well, the good thing is we're on this way before anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's talked about Wall Street bets. No one has no idea about what's going on. No, and we're really doing some groundbreaking investigative journalism here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes when you're this groundbreaking, you forget that you're that groundbreaking. So we're going to we're gonna do some backtracking. Yes. And we're, we're going to really just hammer home what wall street bets is which is a reddit forum yes where people were talking about stock advice correct um and one redditor believed that gamestop stock was highly undervalued what was his what was his username do you remember i that? can't remember deep I, fucking value so i mean it just kind of adds the story but continue you're more experienced with some of the details uh so he thought the game stock was undervalued and, you know, in the next couple of years, they would have potential to, you know, grow. There's new consoles coming out. Um, get, and this yeah. would help them, yeah. you know, generate some income. They didn't have a lot of debt. They actually had a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, he, like, did all this research and then told people, hey, this is a good stock to buy. Uh, and then another Redditor realized, or a couple of other Redditors realized, that not only was this stock undervalued, but a lot of hedge funds had shorted the stock. Yeah, it was a crazy um, it just goes short to sh- ratio. Yeah. Like it was something pretty big. And if anyone wants to stand up for hedge funds right now, they had so much opportunity to pull their money out and make massive profits, but they were just straight up waiting for the company to go bankrupt. Yeah. And and being, you know, classic Wall Street greed. Well, and so, pumping, and pumping uh, the media with like, oh, GameStop is on its way out. Yeah, market manipulation. Market manipulation. Uh propaganda really propaganda yeah, to for sure appeal to um not appeal but to you know garner support for this idea that gamestop is going bankrupt so mm-hmm. that people dump the stock so that when they short the stock which means that they borrow it and then they resell it and make a profit mm-hmm. off of a company going bankrupt which pretty much totally defeats the idea of the stock market where you're supposed to generate capital for a business so that they can grow and succeed yeah <laughs> love the system love the system uh neoliberal capitalism has zero issues don't question it again you're a fucking peasant you couldn't understand it yeah uh anyways so after realizing this big short position all these redditors decide let's drive up the stock price first of all we'll make some money on driving this up like we can't forget that there is some profit incentive for these people as well but also we can make these hedge funds hurt and they essentially bankrupted what two hedge funds by driving the price up. Yeah, I think it was two, or certainly or, one, or two that had to take large, large loans and lost billions of dollars. Right? Yeah, yeah. So all of this happens. Obviously, it's important to note also some large hedge, other large hedge. Uh, Jesus Christ, can't even talk. Too big of a tongue. So fucking exciting. So exciting. Really getting into this. I just have a really big tongue. Just fucking. Uh, so other large 
hedge funds really did benefit from this as well because they realized, hey, we can eliminate some competition. We can make some money. Yeah, they were working it. They were working it. So it's not like throat. not fuck. not really like Wall Street lost. A few idiots on Wall Street fucking got caught with their uh, dicks out. Yeah, <laughs> and, <laughs> dicks uh, out. Oh shit. Yeah, got caught with their dicks out pissing in the wind. Yeah, and uh, balls were a lot smaller than expected. Uh, well, the unfortunate thing was they're in Florida, and this gator came by, and <laughs> now they don't have a dick. <laughs> they just completely lost it all yeah general mutilation happened. yeah they actually most of them that were participating also lost their hand <laughs> so they just have a nub in two ways and this mutilation happened on fucking wall street everybody yeah so it's it's important to note that some hedge funds did get fucked yeah over. they hurt they hurt the yeah they they hurt them yeah which um, is which is good which is yeah it's, I, I definitely that's the market. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm glad. That's that, the free market working. That's yeah. what every capitalist says that they want to have happen, right? Free mm-hmm. market, let it run until mm-hmm. it fucks me over. Then I call up my friends at the White House. <laughs> they shut down Robin Hood. Who are so your that friends at the White House? <laughs> the friends of the Joseph SEC? R. Biden, <laughs> and uh, I believe Kamala Harris also got inaugurated. So I think she was probably in on it too. Yeah, they're they're maybe hanging around. I would love to hear their comments. I'm, I'm going to just also take this opportunity. We love to shit on Ronald Reagan uh, when we talk about the deregulation of, Reagan. of uh, U.S. Uh, markets and banking. But I would like to point out it's mostly Bill Clinton who signed in a lot of these deregulation acts. Yeah. And under his administration, wealth inequality grew the biggest under his administration than any other administration. Yeah. So short story again you're a fucking peasant and republicans and democrats both want you to suck on their knob and and after that wonderful anecdote um again because you, you got to get these short little bursts of history just so you can get a little bit of context for why the why things are the way they are exactly. you mentioned robin hood though and you yes. were you were chatting to me about this so maybe maybe give a little brief overview well i mean people can people know robin hood it's a retail investor app it's open um and this and Robin Hood was the sort of star in this whole GameStop because it's the most issue. popular most po- retail popular. trading app. Extremely you can do popular. it on your phone. Yeah, I believe it's like in, a fucking game. It looks yeah. like a game. And I also believe 2013 is when some restrictions around retail uh, trading were relaxed, which is why we've seen apps like Robin Hood and other yeah. competitors open up and and begin to allow this retail trading on a much larger level. It's a lot more accessible for people. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, Robinhood gets shut down. A lot of people lose a lot of money during that. Well, they don't get shut down. They stop trading on certain stocks like GameStop, AMC, Nokia. So they, okay, so they, they by stop trading, they don't post. People are only allowed to sell. They're not allowed to buy those stocks. I, I believe that's how yeah, it works. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what happened, yeah. So a lot of people were then unable to sell their stock and lost a lot of money yeah. because they weren't, which... Again, you're only supposed to be allowed to freeze trading or uh, stop buying if the company is under investigation by the SEC, which they GameStop was not, AMC was not. So there's no real reason for this other than a bunch of hedge fund people were mm-hmm. losing a lot of money and somebody somewhere in the corporate world, in the financial world, pulled some strings to make sure that you stayed a fucking peasant. Um so that's important to remember. I think we've hit that home a little bit. So, uh, But, you know, it's important to remind people that they really don't care. And if you thought that <laughs> like you the were... the system still is rigged. Still is rigged. 
probably always will be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so a lot of people also were buying on a margin with these these um, while they're trading on Robinhood, which essentially means that you're essentially borrowing the stock. You don't act. You don't actually have the money to buy the stock, and then um, you're hoping that it goes up so that yeah. you then kind of like short selling, but in a positive way. Okay, so this is interesting. I didn't know you're you can do this on Robinhood. You could you could do this on Robinhood. Yes. Wow. See, that's scary for the retail investor because that entrance to doing big, uh, you know, it's, so-called it's, investments and or buy, risks and buying on a margin is wow. the same the same thing that really crashed the markets in 1929 that led to the Great Depression. So we never learn. So give a little bit of context for this. So if for the I 1920s. mean the 1920s, there's the Great Recession, uh, the stock stock market crashed in 1929. Essentially, a lot of people were doing the same thing. The markets would so they would buy on a margin on a Friday. Market would close, and the market was just going up and up and up and up. So the market would close on Monday when it the market opens back up, and you have to pay back um, for the stock that you just bought. Well, it's gone up in value and you borrowed it at this price. So then you end up getting paid out. You didn't have to worry about mm-hmm. not actually having the capital to pay for the stock. And then markets crash and people have bought on a margin. Everyone defaults on their loans. Banks don't have enough money. Yeah. Um, I believe that's part of the reason Robin Hood didn't have enough money to pay people out as well. Wow. I had no idea that this was an aspect of it. That's yeah. very interesting. There's also like uh, Elon Musk had a phone interview with the CEO. Oh, I did hear about this. Yeah. And it, he was very vague about who or why he had to stop trading. Yeah. Which he's was waiting to go into court. Well, yeah, no, he, he's, he's waiting to... I'm sure there's a well-orchestrated effort right now with his friends in higher places. I guess his name's... I know his first Vlad. name is Vlad, yeah. Um, probably a Russian bot. Yeah, probably. Well, it's funny. Um, th- this guy, the CEO of Robinhood, looks like he could be just Lane Maxwell's son. I don't know if you've heard about this shit, but if you... okay, I heard a rumor. I'm saying this. Look up two photos of yeah look up a photo of just lane maxwell and then look up a photo photo of this vlad guy ceo of robin hood and you'll be like what the fuck they literally look um it looks like just lane is his mother Mm. so we don't know if there's a i mean you know you can speculate we do we do like speculate we love to speculate um full of bullshit full of bullshit (laughs) (laughs) yeah excessive claims with lots of speculation right but i mean on the positive side too going back to the wall street bets and robin hood a lot of people did make money sticking it to the man yes to quote uh jack black stick it to the mom (laughs) nice Um, nice (laughs) so that kind of leads me into my next question here we've seen another subreddit where people are showing the good that they have done with the money that they made from this this Wall Street bets thing, from taking down this uh, maybe one hedge fund, maybe two, not too sure. Um, and we've seen them, you know, help their mom pay for medication to beat Lyme's disease, or they've donated to food banks, or um, you know, helped with educational things, whatever it may mm-hmm. be. They they're trying to support their community. What would you do if you made? 
you know, let's say people made millions of dollars. So let's throw a low number, like $2 million out there, which is a high number, but it's a low yeah. number when you're thinking in, in hedge fund terms. Uh, what would you do with your $2 million of Wall Street bets money? <laughs> that's the take I'm really, really looking for. Yeah, that's the hot take. I mean, there's so many ways that I would, could take this. This is a fun little world to live in. I mean, the charitable thing that I would do, maybe? Well, you don't have to be charitable. You could also say that you would uh, go to Thailand <laughs> and just drink Mai Tais on a beach for the rest of your life mm -hmm. and get some uh, massages. And get some massages. Always getting always getting a massage while I'm getting Mai Tais in Bali. No, I mean, <laughs> to be honest, I think I... I I might go off the grid for a little bit with that money, with that, you know? Would you just put it all into Doge and then disappear would, into the woods? So this is the thing. Yeah, I would I would, I would, would leave a bit of a... I would sort of sell a success story. I'd get the news involved. I'd be like, holy shit, like, I'm a local, and I'd get on some sort of news, and I would tell them about my success story so people would know who I was. My name would get around. So then once my name's around, um, then I would, yeah, reinvest it all into Dogecoin because it's going through the fucking moon. Then I would go off, then I would reserve just enough of money so I could go off the grid for five years. And then when I come back after five years, I would take my Dogecoin and start balling. Because, I mean, it's a reasonable assumption to know that Dogecoin is going to hit at least $10 in five years. At least. So that, that would be my. <laughs> that's, that's a pretty uh, a low number too. It could very well be worth who knows you know, twenty thousand dollars. Could by be that the next point. Bitcoin. I don't know. I'm in on the ground fucking floor. I'm there. I'm screaming Doge. So let's get it. Um. <laughs> so you're planning on making money from Wall Street bets, putting it all into Doge, yeah. saving enough that you can disappear for five years and then come back and just ball the fuck out. Yeah, and I think why I would disappear was so I could humble myself because by mm. making so much money, I would right. develop such a huge ego that people would just hate me. So I would need to go away for five years to sort of... Hate us because they ain't us. <laughs> yeah, hate us because they ain't us. I need to deflate my ego for five years alone, and then I could come back. So where would you live for five years to deflate your ego? Would well, you go be a monk in Tibet and... Just, you know, get starved out by the Chinese CCP. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's funny because there's so many parallels with this conversation to the TV show Silicon Valley. Yeah, I'd be like Ehrlich from Silicon Valley and just leave and go to Nepal and, and no one would be able to find me. And then after the five years where people expect for me to come back, I just wouldn't come back. I would just, You'd I would be continue lost. Continue living in Nepal and then ball out in Nepal with your Dogecoin. Yeah, I'd be lost. No mm. one would never know. They would always know as me as the local boy, the local kid, the local kid that no one thought would amount to shit who made buckets of Dogecoin. Of Dogecoin and then just left, left to live a humble life. You really like this humble aspect. Yeah. I mean, it's important to be humble when you're doing this. Um, because you can get lost, lost in the coin, mm. no matter what the coin is. Um, so I just don't want to get lost, man. That's very deep. Yeah. I don't want to get lost in the doge coin. Don't want to get lost in the sauce. No. Um, no, that was fun though. That was kind of fun to imagine myself doing that. Yeah. What about yourself? Okay. Let's say Calm. next day he wakes up and he's looking at 5 million in a, oh, so I get more money than you. Yeah. You get more money. Sure. 
let's say, yeah, you you wake up tomorrow and you got a well simple account. It's a nice uh, retail trading app in mm-hmm. Canada. So shout out to them. Um, and you wake up in your well simple account and you got that. What are you doing? Well, as I have addressed in the past, I I do have a little bit of a fascination with fire. <laughs> And one thing I like to do with fire yeah. is burn it to the fucking ground. <laughs> but, you know, that's a little crass. That's a little crass. And, and I like to delve into that a little bit more because I've come to the conclusion maybe burning it all down in the physical sense isn't going to be the most effective. <laughs> and there's a lot of talk about people who are venture capitalists making startups and making the world a better place and really they just make a shitty product until fucking google buys it and you sounded exactly like mark zuckerberg up until you said making a shitty product yeah exactly (laughs) we're making the world a better place well he's a utopist and so am i so okay just remember that in my utopia it always gets worse and in his it always gets better for him yeah and his robot fucking weird ass face um (laughs) but anyways going back to so venture capitalists they start a company they make this big great product they sell off to google right yeah or whatever the three other corporations that are just milking the life out of everybody so i have a counterpoint to that Mm -hmm. because you know there's a lot of talk with young millennials about socialism (laughs) and there's a lot of critiques socialism but I've never heard of anybody pursuing venture socialism. <laughs> so I'm going to take my $5 million. <laughs> I'm going to take the collective of my Redditing group. Mm-hmm. We're going to pool our money together. And we're going to reverse gentrify Beverly Hills. <laughs> because gentrification is happening everywhere. People don't got anywhere to live. Yeah. If you don't make a lot of money because you're a fucking peasant. So what I propose. Yeah. What I propose is we pool our money. So whose money? Your money? Whatever. People's money. Whatever group of people that I can co-opt on Reddit because, you know. So it's going to start on Reddit. Well, you know, a platform like this where people can communicate because we've seen them able to mobilize enough to bankrupt a billion dollar hedge fund. So why not take some of your earnings from this, this mm-hmm. couple million dollars, buy a land assembly, get some tiny <laughs> homes on there mm-hmm. and just start, start letting, you know, people struggle in a little bit, live there for free. So at face value, I immediately and, go to cult, but you're yeah, going to no, no, preface it, this and not make it a cult. It no. Cause we're going to go into a yuppie neighborhood. Mm-hmm. We're going to buy a land assembly we're going to let people live there for free so that they have access to the schools and the services of that community. And we're going to see if these people are that fucking woke when <laughs> when they don't just get to take an Instagram photo and fuck off with their artisanal uh, fucking belly button jam for the their toast that they sell. Uh, if they actually want these people in their neighborhood, the answer is fucking no. They think you're a goddamn peasant. Yeah. But guess what? You have an address there now. So legal address. You have a legal address. That's, a, that's a very important. Venture socialism. And then you know what? What we're, we're on the we're on the train now. We're taking the power back. <laughs> you want you want to tax the rich? Do it your fucking self. <laughs> Take that fucking <laughs> capitalist. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps attitude 
and put it into venture socialism. You know what we're going to do round two? Yeah. Fuck Walmart. That's what I got to say. Have you ever been to a Walmart and been like, wow, I really enjoy this high quality product and the way they treat their employees who, you know, often are on food stamps? Probably not. So Walmart, yeah, being the key supplier for people who are impo- who are living in poverty and are One impoverished, of them. impoverished of them. by the capitalist system. Right, for sure. So what we're going to do. Okay. So, sorry, just this ad- ad- advance on Walmart is to... <laughs> yeah, so once we've taken over the yuppie neighborhood so you're just gonna we're le- gonna continue to take over yuppie neighborhoods you're gonna level just a neighborhood just level it no, no 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 we're just gonna set up artisanal campgrounds okay around in the neighborhood okay. that give people an address okay so that they can then better themselves through the services mm-hmm. that the yuppies have paid for through yeah. their tax dollars the community clubs the com- exactly yeah, yeah, golf cool. clubs yeah. okay now i got it i got yeah, it exactly where are they gonna live though i just sorry tiny go, homes they're gonna tiny homes on a land assembly so you're gonna buy a piece of land right. or maybe a- yurts whatever's cheap enough that gives them an address yeah we, <laughs> they you know, love yurts that yeah it's better than nothing yeah, yeah you know is. so it's it's a start you know it's a start we're pulling ourselves okay. up by our bootstraps we are okay so once, Walmart. once we have enough yuppie neighborhoods reverse gentrified, we're going to walk into Walmart all across the country, 600 strong. You know, they're going to think, Jesus Christ, it's Black Friday a month early. <laughs> you walk you walk in there and you go buy the most ballin' ass pair of Airwalks. By the way, none of them are ballin' ass. So it's going to be a little bit of a tough... <laughs> A little bit of a tough thing to find these ballin' ass airwalks. Anyways, you go by. Walmart's trying to ball you out. (laughs) They're trying to make you fresh as fuck. Guess what? It's not working. They're just bankrupting you. So what we're going to do is we're going to walk in there. We're going to buy these airwalks. $20 $20 a pair of shoe, whatever the fuck they are. I, I can't get over the airwalks. I know you love They're, they're fresh as fuck. Brad, Brad, Brad knows that yeah. these airwalks are fresh as yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, anyways, we go in there. Let's say 600 people strong. Because what? You can fit 600 people in Walmart, no problem. Yeah. Everyone's wearing masks, of course. Because oh, co- sure. COVID's gone nowhere. Dude, there's some fucking massive Walmarts in America. Like, you can socially, huge ones. You can, Airport, airplane hangers size. You, you can socially distance. Yeah. So you, two you, levels. You go up there and you go stand in this line. You buy your airwalks, and then you go. You know what? Fuck these shitty shoes. You turn around. You go back in line. You stand in line with three hundred other people, and you return these twenty dollar <laughs> pair of shoes. Six hundred people at every Walmart yes. across America return these twenty dollar shoes. No other person can do business in the store. No one else can, and no one's gonna come in here and buy anything from You're you. You're clogging up that store. We're For days. We're not burning it down. We're nagging it down. <laughs> we're nagging it to the fucking ground. That's what I'm doing with my Wall Street bets money. Fuck burning it to the ground. They got insurance for that shit. They don't have insurance for legally nagging them into submission. <laughs> Dude, fuck, fuck being humble, man. I want. I'm fucking joining this. Fuck spending it on uh, going to Nepal. I'm hanging out with you and nagging people to death. Here's what we do too. We wait till Walmart accepts Bitcoin, and then everyone pays with Bitcoin. So it's even more administratively fucking annoying for everyone to get their goddamn Bitcoin back. Hey, and maybe the market value goes up when they <laughs> exchange. That. There you go, and we gain more money. We go yeah. gentrify more yuppie neighborhoods. I it it could be. It could be an idea. Yeah. It could work. Uh, the issue with this 
and it's a very small issue. So there's only there's a small issue. The only issue with this, real, and it's really small. And and this is well thought out. Well thought out. Yeah. Um, so there's I think the one small little issue is this would require large amounts, potentially even billions of people on the internet, <laughs> all agreeing on a collective goal, working together. And getting this task done. So really, that's a pretty small little hiccup. It's a small ask. It's a small ask. Because the great thing about this is we're going to create a utopia. And the good thing is, is it's my utopia. (laughs) Yeah. So there's absolutely no way it could be wrong. And it's also kind of slash my utopia because I also got in on the ground floor. So it's kind of like, like. Slash mine a little bit. A little bit, yeah. yeah. There's a council. Once you realize that being humble is overrated and what you really need to do is burn it to the ground via nagging. (laughs) You you and you can also at the same time profit off of Dogecoin because really what this is all about is seeming humble and looking out for the collective. Well, really just massively profiting off of Dogecoin. that's one small hiccup is just getting billions of people to cooperate on the internet with a collective goal. And that always works history is showing us people don't disagree they all agree on one utopian ideal yeah and that's been obvious through the literature yeah i can you think of one time in recent history where a large group of people have been highly divided on one certain issue fucking hell man that's a difficult question they gotta put that on a fucking history exam that is such a it's it's a tough one jesus christ it might be a world cup match yeah, actually. That might be the last time yeah. people were this divided about things. <sighs> yeah, World Cup match for sure. I mean, the level of engagement that people have with the with the World Cup, with their respective teams, it's unprecedented in history. The level of engagement. So that divide is a rift a massive rift in a town not even a town a city an international rift between people is a world cup match yeah exactly and And outside of that i really can't think of times that people disagree on complex topics like this uh, so i think this utopia is gonna work out it's not gonna become a cult yeah there's not gonna be any issues uh and it's I mean that we have a land assembly. We like, have, a, yeah, yeah. It's it's all gonna work out. You're I, gonna maintain a peasant, and it's gonna keep getting worse. Yeah, we'll also harbor a small militia group, highly trained um, militia who are working on behalf of the land assembly and the agenda of the land assembly. Yeah, because this is gonna ensure that the collective mm-hmm. is kept safe. Yeah. Their group is protected. There's no harm done. And the good thing is, this armed group is going to be the only one that's armed. So nobody else can threaten them. Yes. Which means it'll make everybody more safe. <laughs> yeah. There's. <laughs> more safety is. Bl- there's. <laughs> There's so much fucking safety in this goddamn land, land assembly. It's going to bleed into other neighborhoods, so they're going to become safer. Could you almost say it's a global collective? Yeah. I would go so far to say that. There is an idea here that starts with venture social, socialism, and it really starts in a Reddit form. It starts with mobilizing the masses. There's already been a precedent set with, what, a precedent set with Wall Street bets. 
It's happened. We need to look for the weak points in our society, especially our financial sector, and hit those where it fucking hurts. Hit those little weak points and take that and start land assemblies around the globe. We need to start them. This is how we take down the corporate elite. Yeah. <laughs> hey. 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 <laughs> hey. Uh, uh. Excuse me. Uh, uh. Hello. Excuse me. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> and then eventually they just cave in and you get exactly what you want. That's all, that's really all it takes. Yeah. There. So there's a bit of, uh, you're kind of doing some chest popping. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying I kind of was trying to interpret what you were saying. I I was saying we're just nagging. Straight up nagging. This is the thing. I am resorting to violence. I'm resorting to primal instincts. But again, you are going back to the nagging as being the key to taking down these things. No, absolutely. I think think we just have to tie up all their interests. So imagine if you go in a bank, pick a bank that does business uh, with... I don't know, Saudi Arabia, whatever, whatever bank. Yeah. Bank or there's plenty of them. Oh yeah. (laughs) There's plenty of them. Or, or a bank that was involved in helping shut down Robin Hood's trading. Maybe that's what we're pissed about. Okay. You walk into every fucking Wells Fargo. I don't know if they actually supported this. I'm just picking on Wells Fargo. (laughs) They're an iconic American bank. Yeah. You walk into that bank with a little bit of monopoly money and you just go, deposit in the atm some monopoly money right like legit monopoly money. legit paper monopoly money you have every single atm machine at every single wells fargo across the united states down because it's full of monopoly money and then and then every single person who wants to do legitimate business at this bank is held up at the teller because every single person who wants to pull out $20 to go buy some crack rock can't use ATM. They have to go to the teller. Dude, they're trying to fucking, uh, they're trying to make their business survive in our goddamn land assembly. They're trying to sell some fucking artisanal mustard to their well, fucking fellow commune. Well, that's the great, dwellers. that's the great thing. They're what, going into, uh, once they don't have a bank, they're going to have to come doge. <laughs> yeah. So this is We're a- gonna market manipulate cryptocurrencies into being the only option through <laughs> nagging. Through monopoly money and nagging. That's all it takes. Yeah. People are people are getting too deep in how we solve these issues. All it really takes is a few and have you ever worked a customer service job and someone complains and complains and complains until you finally go shut up here's the <laughs> refund i don't care that it's 31 days instead of 30 days yeah to take the fucking refund we're essentially gonna do that to corporate america <laughs> through venture socialism uh, <sighs> i love it and it starts at embodying your inner naggingness we all have this within us and if it can be unlocked through some well-crafted words where we can unlock that inner nagger, that an inner Karen, whoever you want to call it, we can unlock that. And if you channel that to corporate America, hedge funds of America, Wall Street, fuck, people are going to get pissed off. Not even for the money. And then if they retaliate with violence, we win. Yeah. 
Really? We were the bigger people. We're the bigger people. We just have some common concerns. We were just filling out some comment cards. We were just participating in your so-called outreach to improve customer experience. Because we all know that we want the world to be a better place. Yeah, I mean, your user agreement said that you're trying to improve the user experience. So I thought that I too would help the user experience by coming to your establishment with 8,000 people <laughs> and voicing my concerns for 36 hours and repeating the same exact comment from 8,000 different people and not letting you leave your office. Yeah. <laughs> so essentially, we just take the vocal torture tactics of the CIA and <laughs> apply them to the heads of U.S. corporations, and we should win this battle. Yeah. So again, yeah, taking these tactics of a verbal, uh, I want to say, a verbal assault. It's not assault. Well, I'm going to use the word assault because we're not using physical violence. Okay, well. Vocal pestering. Verbal assault will mobilize people. That will get people People going. But we'll sell it to the media as verbal pestering. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's all about branding. Yeah, because we all know that we gotta everyone sell some merch up too. on brand. We got to sell some merch because yeah. that's the only way to make goddamn money in this fucking universe <sighs> these days. Yeah, merch and Dogecoin. Fucking Christ. I mean, if there's one way to fulfill your so-called dream of financial independence... Sell some fucking merch. Sell some goddamn merch. Whatever it may be. Start an online business... Um, start some e-commerce, participate in... Only accept Dogecoin. Only accept Dogecoin. Be a part of the change. Um, be a part of the the perpetual movement away from fiat currencies towards cryptocurrencies. And I mean, again, it goes back to the billionaires, the sci-fi billionaires, the Elon Musk of the world, they see it. Come on, we're moving in the direction. So start selling your merch and only accept fucking crypto and call it a fucking day. All right, we'll see you when you're all rich. You fucking peasant.